Heidi Ho, welcome to the Healthcare Marketing Underground Podcast for the week of September 21, 2015. This is episode 270, and I'm Chris Bevelo, EVP at Revive Health. With me today on the podcast are Chris Boyer, SVP of Revive Health, and Jessica Blackburn, Vice President of Marketing. She was waiting for that conjunction. She was conjunction junction. Jessica's back. Hi, I'm excited to be back. Thank you for having me. One of our most acclaimed guest speakers. Most popular. Welcome. Thanks. I I feel funny taking that compliment. No, you guys made my day when you told me um, I got a review from one of the listeners last time I was on. Yep. Yeah, you were very well received. Yeah. Well, so we excited to be here today. Yeah. yeah. Excited oh. about the topic today, too. I yeah. know. Coming I know. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Okay. So w- let's get through this laundry list of speaking. We've got um, September 24th, which is Thursday of this. Hopefully, this podcast will be up by then. Doing a webinar with Oracle on personalized marketing. We will provide a link to that. Uh, on October 2nd, Chris Boyer, you will be at the Utah Hospital Association annual conference in Park City mm-hmm. speaking on, what's your topic? Wellness and healthcare marketing. Wellness and healthcare marketing. <laughs> uh, October 8th, I will be at the Arkansas Hospital Association annual meeting. Uh, I am doing a keynote on Joe Public 2, Embracing a New Paradigm. October 13th, it's back to Chris Boyer, who's doing the Senior Care Marketing Sales Summit in Chicago with our own Brandon Edwards. That's right. You are also... What? Do you want to know what we're going to talk about? Nope. Also on October 27th, (laughs) you will be speaking at the Kairos Health-sponsored Atlas Conference in Boston. That's correct. Uh, October 29, I will be doing the keynote for the annual Strategic Marketing Conference for Modern Healthcare in Chicago. Uh, I'll be doing a keynote on either November 5th or November 6th. It's still yet to be determined uh, Mm -hmm. at the Mississippi Hospital Association Society for Healthcare Marketing and PR. And then finally, at least for this year, I will be speaking at the Healthcare Internet Conference in Orlando with Chris Ernst from El Camino Hospital, and that is on November 11th. Awesome. Boom. And we will have many awesome speakers at our uh, payer provider summit. That's right. Which is the same date as HCIC, November 9th through the 11th in Laguna Beach. Wow. Just okay. turn, turn the corner. There's going to be a Revive Health person speaking in your yeah. neighborhood. Yep. And that's all the time we have on the podcast. So thanks for everybody joining us. And <laughs> uh, Just kidding. Okay. So we want to, we want to dedicate this entire podcast, though I'm sure we'll, we'll go astray as we want to do, to the Joe Public Retreat, which just happened, oh, I guess it's been a week now uh, as of this, well, as of this recording, it's been a week, uh, happened on September 9th through the 11th in beautiful Half Moon Bay, California. So Jessica, paint a picture for our listeners of Half um- Moon Bay. Goodness, I'm not going to do it justice because, um, you know, I've been to San Francisco several times, but uh, Half Moon Bay is just 23 miles south and 
it is the just incredible. I mean, it is like you stepped into a um, a different realm, right? So, and that's kind of what we were looking for when we started talking about having this retreat right like experience. And um, you know, I know that the Joe Public Retreat it's been happening since I think. 2013, but this was my first experience. So really, um, you know, helping plan it and thinking towards what this experience was, we wanted to create for folks, the retreat, you know, really just not only in a sense of getting away and getting out of the office, but getting to somewhere that it's somewhat secluded, but a retreat kind of for your mind as well. So, I mean, when you're sitting there looking at the, you know, Northern California coast, the Pacific Ocean, you know, apparently there's this maverick wave that comes along every so often. Um, and it's just, it was really incredible. And I think that the attendees really appreciated um, the the location, you know, that it's not, it's kind of off the beaten path, but it was still close enough where we could just, you know, leave the San Francisco airport. And in 20 minutes, you know, you're looking at the, the just the Pacific Ocean and it's all its glory and beauty. And then we had this great property that um, I thought provided the, the right venue for everybody to get to know each other. It wasn't too big or overwhelming. Um, you know, we had this great food and just this opportunity to almost fellowship, you know, as far as, um, when people get together and they uh, are all kind of working in the same fields and they have the same challenges. I mean, all these great healthcare marketing minds in one room. I mean, it was really incredible. And um, I was just thankful to be a part of it. And, and I actually, you know, if I do say so myself, can't wait to get back to half moon Bay at some point. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a good picture painting. Yeah. It was incredible. I don't think there's anything to add to that. It was just, it was um, idyllic a little bit utopian. It felt like it did to me when you see the pictures and when you're there, it feels like you're, it's like 1942 or 1932 yeah. or something. It almost um, has like a Scottish vibe to it, yeah. you know, like yeah. uh, if, yeah. you're, if you've been over there, um, it's got those, just this neat feel. I mean, even the, I think they do that intentionally. There's a bagpiper yes. on the property. Like every Thursday, there's these fire pits. The temperature's just right. It's cool, but it's not cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody just seems so relaxed. I'm pretty sure every person I saw had a glass of wine in their hand. Yeah. <laughs> At yeah. all times of the day. Yeah. <laughs> At all times of the day. So, yeah, so that was the setting for the retreat. And, and Jessica, like you said, I mean, we intentionally pick a place um, mm-hmm. of beauty, of retreat, of getting away because we want this experience. Um, I mean, first of all, it does help give people a reason to go. Um, it gives them a little added incentive to go to someplace cool. Uh, but really, it's so we can get away from it all and we can think and allow our minds to kind of go in places that we normally wouldn't with the everyday hustle and bustle. Or even if we were doing a conference in Chicago or New York, uh, you know, you still, as soon as you walk out of that conference room, you're right back in a city or you know, it, it, you don't feel like you've gotten away from the world. You're smack in the middle of it. So we intentionally pick places like this. Um, and we have some doozies picked out for next time. We won't tease those, but there is going to be a next time. And we're trying to, to finalize that. We're hoping it will be in February. But mm-hmm. um, that's the setting for the retreat, which right. essentially is uh, a Wednesday night through a Friday afternoon. And we bring in, this time we had 17 healthcare marketers. So we're talking about CMOs, VPs, directors, uh, mostly of marketing, though there are some digital folk in there uh, who 
really come because they are incented to transform their approach to marketing one way or the other and are trying to figure out how do they optimize what they're doing? How do they change in the face of all the change that we always talk about? Digital marketing, content marketing, brand changes, personalized marketing, uh, changes in the industry, and on and on and on. So uh, the idea is to get everybody in a room and it's not like a typical conference that's intentional. So we don't have a slate of speakers that go from eight to five. Uh, we do have speaking, but I would say what, what guys like maybe a third to half of the time is given up to presentation, probably a third yeah. of somebody standing right. up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the rest of it is large group discussions, small group breakouts, exercises, uh, coloring, coloring, we adult had adult coloring. coloring, adult coloring, which was a huge hit. It was a huge hit. It I'm excited to see what we do with um, the, uh, the sample, the coloring samples that we took up. Everybody's yeah. masterpieces. Yeah, we should. We We did yoga. We did a lot of different interactive ways to really try to allow people to kind of free up their minds and get out of the normal phase of like attending a conference and really engaging with with the topics, with the discussions. I think the biggest part, though, Chris, the part that was the best was um, the the interactions, the conversations among all of the people there. That was probably the most, the the very, very effective part of the, the whole piece small enough to get them to talk to one another, to interact, and really try to address some of the big challenges they're facing. Yeah, overwhelming feedback was there just wasn't enough time to get in everything we wanted to talk about. Everything, yeah. we, we would be on a topic and it, it would get intense. I mean, each person would have a different challenge or perspective and they would lend it and, you know, it was, it was really engaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And that, and that is intentional, the design of the retreat to... Uh, you know, we do want to provide content. We've got our point of view, as people know, and we want to provide both expertise and insights that you can't get anywhere else, um, but also a little bit of a spark for conversation because two-thirds to a half of it is just that, and that's intended because we know that uh, we've heard this from past, uh, you know, attendees, that they get as much out of the collaboration conversation they have with their peers as they do from you know, any kind of content that's provided. And so uh, we're part of those conversations and they're conversations that you just don't get to have. You mm-hmm. really don't get to have those on an everyday basis or even very often and all during the year. And this is an opportunity to come to an experience where that is the intent is to sit back and think and challenge yourself and explore new ways and see how people are doing it. And, um, you know, some of the conversations were, like Jessica said, really intense and, um, I think we can share some of some of what we heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think one interesting thing is, we, you know, all the topics, of course, were trending, right? It's personalized marketing. What does your marketing team look like? You know, what are some of the new roles and positions? And for me, it was it was something unexpected was the fact that each person in the room, there was no, no health system that was alike in the sense of um, there were some really big ones and there were some really progressive ones. And then they were able to lend to what each other was doing. So they were able to say, Oh, you're actually in this scenario, we did this. And it was like, there was almost no one sitting around the table that was out of the 17 different folks. It was doing exactly the same thing or had exactly the same challenge. Or if they had, they were able to share their experience and um, kind of help one another out. I thought that was really interesting. I would have, 
actually thought it would have been more of a level playing field in the sense of everybody experiencing the exact same challenge, but it seems so different, you know, with the different, some of them had yeah, a, maybe a merger acquisition. Um, yeah. Uh, well, and, and even though they were so different and diverse, Jessica, I mean, they found similarities in, in all of their, their, their challenges, right? I mean, everybody there, there was a certain, you know, as we talked about the topics that were trending, those were very much predominant. All of them faced them regardless of the size, the mm-hmm. type of organization they were. Um, they all found uh, a, a, an area of, uh, they found value in each one of these topics that they were able to take to uh, talk about their particular problem, find commonalities, and also kind of address some unique challenges and, and get some good takeaways from that. So I think Absolutely. That, I felt like I think I heard a few amens around the table from yeah. time to time. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. And that is the, that's a challenge of, of um, trying to balance the covering enough topics that it's, there's enough relevant to the people attending being able to go deep enough so that it's relevant to their specific situation, but not going so deep that it becomes irrelevant to everybody else. I mean, that's a tricky balance to pull off. And so while I agree, Jessica, everybody's got a different situation. They're all struggling with how do you best structure your marketing department? It's just, they're Mm -hmm. struggling with it in different ways Mm -hmm. or how do we best embrace digital? Um, Those are two big talkers and personalized marketing was, um, I feel like, what I will say about the personalized marketing conversation was I, I feel like that conversation is the kind of thing you look back years later and go, that was the ground floor of this huge boom. We were there when we had some of the leading systems in the country talking and grappling with some of the fundamental issues right. that related to, to personalized marketing. Like, for example, who owns it? I mean, we spent a lot of time about right. Who owns it? Who should own it? And by own it, I mean, um, you know, when we're coming at this from a marketing standpoint, of course, the marketing folks own it. But the true promise of personalized marketing, that's almost a misnomer, is personalized communications mm-hmm. and how that, that, that personalized approach bleeds through, that's the wrong word, <laughs> <laughs> bleeds through the entire patient experience. It's not just right. about acquisition of patients. It's about helping patients during their care and then keeping them in the fold and building that relationship down the road. And as soon as you start moving into that area, now you're like, okay, we're in our patient information file and we got to talk to IT and who should own that. Mm -hmm. And those are fundamental questions that are definitely not figured out in 99.9% of the orgs around the country. Right. And, 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 you know, even more than that, it's uh, that just is the tip of the iceberg. Uh, the, the, the conversation we had uh, personalized marketing was like, um, it, it took the, 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 the majority of one morning yeah. where we kind of, we, we brought up so many variety of different pain points around interoperability of, of the tools of the CRMs and the marketing automations and the, and all that. And, and that, and, and some of the, the questions about the differences between the tools available and, and how do those, how do, what's the best way to optimize them and uh, which ones work better than other ones. And um, you know, that, that whole conversation was, just, that's some fundamental stuff too that you really look at and you you're think, wow, you know, these are things that, um, that it's great that we're talking about them. It's just unfortunate that uh, we don't, you know, that, that, that everyone's kind of struggling with those problems, right? That there's, that there's no silver bullet. I kept, you know, we, yeah. everyone was kind of struggling. They want, well, so what's the, what's the ideal way? How do we do this all? Right. We really didn't, you know. 
several folks mentioned to me we could do an entire retreat around personalized marketing it was it, there's just so much ground to cover there and right. there's so many different scenarios mm-hmm. um yeah and it, it you could on any of the topics that I threw out probably have a two day retreat on any of them. Um, and that's also something we'd love to get feedback from our other have one that covers three or four big topics like digital or personalized marketing or branding or marketing department structure, or would they rather attend one that really dives much deeper into any one of those? Um, because I think the same can be said with, um, with the marketing department structure question, which is really, I don't even know if that's our way to to phrase it, right? Because really what the challenge is, is what should my team look like moving into the new paradigm, uh, given the changes in the market and the channels and consumers and all that. So it certainly addresses structure, but it also addresses the roles within that structure and the people filling the roles. And so, um, and I remember one attendee saying, okay, are you going to get to the place where you show us what that is? Yeah. And I kind of jokingly said, yes, yeah, slide 32 shows you the exact marketing structure you should have, jokingly, because there is no such slide, because there is no right. silver bullet, unfortunately. There's not. Yeah, that was really interesting for me to, to listen to all the different job descriptions and the different roles that um, were – it that fall under the marketing umbrella at so many different organizations, right? Because we've got all these new roles like um, marketing technologists, you know, digital strategists, content um, writer. Data analyst. Yep. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then at the same time, we're hearing from folks out there in the hospital and health systems, they're still responsible for things like the gift shop or mm-hmm. yeah, I think even heard the one museum. Interior design of the the core of the facility, which was so interesting to me because even as a marketer, I didn't realize that their umbrellas expanded that far. Um, And then how do you, how do you, what does the dynamic of a team like that look like with so many different roles and responsibilities? So that was a great, great conversation for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and and the how do they? A, a, a lot of people, uh, you know, where we I was involved in the conversation around digital. How do we build our digital team, and do we insource that team? Do we, you know, how does that look? How do those people? Where do the content people live? And these are, you know, these are questions that we that we that everyone is struggling with. Um, and it's there is no, you know, it's even it's not just a healthcare focused problem, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This is a problem about what does the entire organization look like for a marketing organization, but it's more acute when we look at it from a healthcare perspective, from a health systems perspective, because uh, these guys are, these guys are, they're, they're dealing with some challenges. Well, right? the silo word was, was definitely oh, yeah. a buzzword, right? You know, you still oh, have yeah. these very um, siloed departments and it, it, to create the integrated communications plan that I think is needed to embrace the new paradigm. It's, it's breaking down those walls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is really easy to say and tough to do. And I mean, you know, while there's no silver bullet, we, we've spent a lot of time at Revive, obviously, studying all of these, and you've heard from us, and that's why you see us speaking, you know, 20 times a year, is because we have a lot to say about this stuff. And, you know, that's part of what we're trying to do in the, in the retreat, is guide the attendees in, in what the best solution is. It's just the trick of there is no one solution. There is no... Right. There is no one marketing org chart that you would use. It depends on so many different things and trying to understand what those things are uh, and how they impact what your choices are is, is the real trick. So like, like Chris said, we spent most of the morning um, 
one of the mornings all on personalized marketing. We spent a great deal of time on the marketing um, team conversation, but we could have easily gone further on both of those. And that doesn't even include conversations on digital and the conversations on content marketing. And we had a lot of change management discussions in there Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. because all of this requires thinking about it on kind of two levels, the actual change that you're trying to implement from a marketing standpoint and then change management, trying to help the rest of the organization understand what you're doing so that you're actually allowed and empowered to do it. Uh, both of those things kind of have to be going at the same time or you're going to get stuck. Well, I love the approach that we took around that too. And, and maybe I'm biased, but you know, where we, where we switch from trends that are, that we, that they're facing to, to, uh, ch- uh, to change drivers, to those ways that we can actually enable that change. Because it's absolutely true, Chris, what you said. Change is at the root of all of this. And we all have to become change agents and continually get an organization to stand behind this. Whatever we talk about for the, you know, if it's personalized marketing, if it's changing your marketing organization, those fundamental concepts around change are, are critical. And everyone in the room uh, these are the leading marketing guys, right? The leading mar- people, not guys, but right people. And they all are change agents. And just to see them kind of, uh, you know, they, the, the way they kind of um, uh, honed in on those, those topics that we were talking about, change man, uh, thought leadership, um, building momentum, um, you know, those things, yeah. it, it really resonated strongly with them as well. Well, and, you know, building revenue too. So if I heard it a couple times is, you know, moving marketing from an expense line item for the organization over to a revenue driver and a strategic seat at the at the leadership table as far as how marketing can move the organization forward, you know, especially as we're talking, you know, volume to value. I hear, you know, a lot of conversations around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So we missed you there. Sorry, listeners, if you weren't there. We oh, hope fine. you can make a, a future one, but uh, there's so much more we could talk about. That just uh, we just love doing these things. I mean, I feel like if we could do these every week of the year, we we would uh, because because I do think there's so many people that are just craving not only again the input and the perspectives that we provide, but more the opportunity to dig in with peers, with facilitated conversation and exercises and activities and and really think hard about what their jobs are and how they improve them. I mean, um, there's a lot of great back and forth. There's mm-hmm. a lot of great discussion and disagreement and mm-hmm. um, people pushing back saying, well, I don't know if that's right. And I mean, that is absolutely the, what makes it fun is to have those conversations. Uh, and it's just, yeah. I, I think it's a treat. It's very different than what you get really anywhere else we think. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think fun's the right word. I mean, I th- you know, we shut the the dinner down on Thursday night. I mean, we're sitting there, you know, overlooking the Pacific Ocean. We got a room full of people and somehow we've transitioned from healthcare marketing to everyone's, you know, unique talent. So we've got an opera singer in the room. We've got a <laughs> like, I mean, I just thought that was so fun. I, I genuinely enjoyed the evening. Just thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it. 
Absolutely. And everyone at the end, I just, you know, how they developed those peer relationships and they're, mm-hmm. they were training contact information. You could, you know, that this isn't the typical at the end of a conference where you're like, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you. I'll reach out to you later. These people were really making plans to have further conversations to, to really drive this further. And we're going to, and we went, and part of the experiences is we're actually building an online community for them to continue to stay in touch and and keep those topics going which is part of the experience as well right it's like carrying it forward after uh after the face-to-face but uh it just yeah i mean it was great and and meeting those people and how inspiring they were for us too right you know we learned so we learned as much as they learned i think absolutely experience so and it just it just to me it, it it was just it was amazing. It was probably one of the best conferences. Yeah, it was the best conference or conference workshop, retreat, whatever that I've been to. So, yeah, yeah it was great. So we're very excited. Our goal is to do this twice a year. Uh, we only got one in the bag this year because of, you know, the acquisition of Interval, you know, took us a little longer to get up, get our feet underneath us, but now we got this thing down. So again, we're hoping we should have an announcement I would say hopefully in the next couple of weeks about if and when in February, and if not February, when uh, else it would be, but mm-hmm. um, not just if and when, but probably aware too. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then we'll have another one. And I think probably in September, we'll wait another six months and mm-hmm. do it all again or August maybe. Um, but save the date, save the date. We'll be putting that out there. Save the date. So yeah, anything else on that? That's really all we wanted to talk about today was was kind of share our experience with that and some of the learnings we have and um, any other any other topics we want to cover today. Well, what was your the one single most memory or experience that you can kind of walk away with, and not like related to the things that we talked about, but maybe of just like the or the overall experience? Because you know, for me, it was when we did uh, after a full day of of talking discussions that we went out and we did what was like 15 minutes of yoga in the sun. It was like meditation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Meditation, yoga yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you that stole was, my, you stole mine because I thought that was really beautiful. You know, just kind of overlooking the ocean. The temperature was just right. The sun peaked out, but then I was going to add, and then we drank champagne. Oh yeah. Right. Awesome. Well, so. we drank champagne and we told, you, what was it like uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not stories? Craziest. Yeah. We can't make this stuff yeah. up. You can't make yes. this up, which, you know, everybody's got a few of those stories. So we had a lot of fun and, and unwound at the end of the day. Um, that was probably, that. I'll, you know, I'm not going to replicate that one. I would say after that, when we had dinner together, uh, I'm not sure I've laughed that hard. I mean, there was just <laughs> laughter for so long for so many different yeah. things. Um, just really, I mean, we all had great tables. We were sitting at, and we were all three of us at different tables, um, and just really enjoyable conversation. And, um, we had tears in our eyes at one point when, um, yes, there was, there was opera sung and I'm just going to say, I don't know if this will, and it was great. I was it like, was good. Wow. It was good. Very good. We won't call who it was, but she stood up and this is a senior healthcare marketer. I mean, top notch. <laughs> She stood up and she started singing, right? Kind of unannounced, like your table boy kind of knew it, but we didn't know it. And we were all like, wow. And we were, we were playing some game at the time and somebody at, a, at the far table, when she was done, kind of said, you know, you can't do that with opera singing, just kind of giving her a hard time. And she turned around and, and like pointed at the guy with like this fierce face and just like went, bah! 
Oh, with opera voice, <laughs> like uh, slamming him, and we, oh, that we was great. saw that. Like, holy cow, she just completely, you know, b slapped this guy <laughs> with a soprano or whatever. It was so funny. It was like the best thing ever. I will never forget that scene. Yeah. And it was just, I mean, that's, again, part of this is really get to know good people and having a great time. And yeah, we yeah. learn a ton, but um, our intent is that people walk away with this, having met people that they will stay in touch with the rest of their careers. And our mm-hmm. experiences, that is absolutely the case from past retreats. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. we're going to continue to encourage that vibe. Yep. Yeah. And I loved, you know, we've been corresponding with these folks. I know who they are. You know, I see their names out there. And then to kind of spend a couple days with them and really get to know them. And now I've got this like perfect face and personality now that I know the person. I think, like you said, I mean, that'll be a relationship that I have the rest of my career. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right, cool. Well, we'll wrap it up on the Joe Polk Retreat Talk. We're almost at a half hour of time. Any final, anything quirky or fun? One more topic you want to throw in there? Something small? No, you guys are silent. Well, I, oh. well, well, I mean, do you want to do a little TV update there, Chris? I don't know. I was trying to avoid TV because we always go there. We always go to TV. Jessica's not a big TV person either. So, well, I just, I let me let me plug something because I've been watching a show. I actually been binge watching a show on HBO, but it's really a Cinemax show called The Nick. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. It's about no. the Knickerbocker Hospital in the in the 1900s in New York. And it's, you know, it's a character drama, but I'm telling you, it is like probably, it was one of those where I just like, oh, I'll see what this is, this is about. And 14 episodes later, I'm bleary eyed, you know, I have saliva drilling from my mouth. I totally binge watched that show and it was amazing. So I, I heard great things about it. I tried to watch the first episode and I was working and it didn't really give it its due diligence. So I probably should go back to it. Yeah. I haven't heard of it. I'll have to. It's pretty it gory. It's pretty gruesome. I hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about you know, healthcare. Healthcare in the 1900s. <laughs> a surgeon. Yeah. Before they knew how to do things, like give anesthesia. Maybe not then. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> anyway, okay. So I went to TV. Sorry about that. That's all right. <laughs> Jessica, anything? Anything on your end? Anything you want to share? Anything happy happening with you? Um, watch the debate last night. Oh, did you? I missed it. We did with some friends, so that was a lot of fun. I was, I got accused. Of, I was on Twitter as much as I was watching the debate. So, oh, were you really? I should follow you on Twitter and see what you tweeted. You should follow me. I follow you. I know. I don't think I. Fo- I don't. I'm never on Twitter, so don't take it personally. <laughs> I don't know if I should acknowledge that, but I just rarely go there anymore. I follow you, Jessica. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Whatever. What a brown noser. <laughs> hey, I put, I put some good stuff out there. <laughs> she was active last night that is true okay i'm sure a lot of people are active yes they were things were trending trending yes. everything's trending hashtags and trending oh no more twitter speak yeah we did we did have a hashtag for the retreat that i thought did pretty good we got out there a little bit i tried to capture what i could i'm so bad at doing the live tweeting when i'm so involved in the conference or conversation or engagements because i I'm, it's giving my full attention to it i'm like oh that would have been great to and other people want to know that right right what do i call what do i call live tweeting boy i got a name for it and i use it on the podcast it was like insignificant bits of <laughs> What do you, what do you call, I'm trying someone, to remember it. When somebody says something that doesn't have much meaning to it, <laughs> like not redundancy, but 
Maybe it's insignificant bits of redundancy. Sometimes you have to put a little thought into condensing yes. your entire thought and experience to 140 characters. Because when people live tweet when I speak, it, it, I just roll my eyes when I see it later. It's like, digital is important to your hospital, <laughs> guru Chris Bevelo, or branding is tough, says expert Chris Bevelo. I'm like, oh my gosh. People who read this who don't go to the presentation go, what kind of expert says digital is important, right? That's what I mean. <laughs> It's obviousness. That's what it is. Obviousness. Ridicu- ridiculous bits of obviousness. So do you retweet those ridiculous bits of obvious? I don't ever retweet somebody who tweets me. That just seems way too fappish. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that, that is. That is. But um, I, have self, retweet, self. I have retweeted things that this these ridiculous bits of obviousness about Chris, Chris Buffalo. I have retweeted them. You have. I, I may even have created a few of them. <laughs> You're pretty good at it, but, but there are, yeah, every once in a while I see them, I'm like, come on, guys. Why do people, I don't know why you think that's important to share. Chris Bevelo doesn't think Joe Public cares about your hospital. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag. Joe Public doesn't care. Hashtag. Obvious bits of redundancy. No, that's not what it is. Insignificant bits of obviousness. <laughs> That's a mouthful. It is. That's a long hashtag. Okay. Hashtag insignificant bits of obviousness. All right. <laughs> Do we have a hashtag for this podcast? Oh, we used to. Mm. Pound HMB. I'm going to bring it back. I guess it would be pound, pound H- HMU. Pound HMU. Hashtag HMU. Sorry. I know I'm old school when I say pound. P- pound. <laughs> <laughs> pound. What's this pound symbol for? And. <laughs> All right. We better wrap it up there because we're getting old. Yep. All right. So for hashtag HMU, this is Chris Bevelo. Chris Boyer. Jessica Blackburn. We will talk to you next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Bye.